Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. We are back, baby. We are back. The Disco Biscuits have themselves another plan of attack. We are thrilled to share all this fresh new material and jams with you. On this fine, fine episode of the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast, it is my pleasure to be back, folks, podcasting for you. We have a lot of new songs on the road now, and no matter if we forget our toothbrushes or we find bird nests in our grill or we basically play all over the Northeast and middle of the country, we are playing New tunes, we played, uh, I think, seven or eight new songs. I'm not sure the exact amount, but fans seem to love them. They're really going over well. It feels really good. It's a rejuvenated band. Very cool. We played a California show. I know that people on the West Coast are very interested in getting more biscuits. We are working those details out for you West Coasters as we speak. High Sierra was the beginning of that. I hope you all really enjoyed that. Let's start there with this podcast, right? What was High Sierra? It was a three-hour straight set. And the reason for that is because when we are on the Umphreys McGee Amphitheater Tour, we're playing a lot of two-hour sets, which I'm generally against. But the, the sets are so vibrant now and the music is so new that it just flies by. And there's something about that. There's something about being on stage, trying to execute all this new stuff one after another after another. It really makes the job fun for me. It makes the job hard because these songs are brand new and I got to think of all the lyrics and I got to do the guitar and I got to do it, make sure everything's set up and I got to like communicate with the band all the time and, you know, stuff that you would expect me to do every single time. So you're like, what are you talking about, buddy? But really... It's a lot to do song after song after song. You usually want a couple songs sprinkled in there that, you know, you know by heart and you don't have to think about, right? Because we're musicians, so you know we need to sprinkle in some mellow stuff to chill out and have fun with. And in these sets, it's been a lot of just song after song of these, like, really high-intensity moments. And I'm just really enjoying it. It's really fun. And High Sierra basically was that. Electric Forest was that. Um... So we're branching out of the east coast of the United States, and we are branching out into this uh, basic big festival plays, and then next comes, you know, a little bit of touring in these areas. So if you're in, if you are in the uh, middle of America, you know, we have this amphitheater tour coming up with the Biscuits, so you have a lot of chance to see these songs. A lot of people are asking a lot of questions about what these songs are. Uh, there's more coming. There's a large group of them, and I'm working on them on a daily basis, and we're just going to release them as they are made. Uh, some of them are a little bit down the road, but they got to be kind of pretty far down the road for the Biscuits to play them on stage. So we're working on that. We're working on that. we got a crack team of people working on these songs. And it's a regular, every single day process for us. So I think that's why the songs are so good. is because we're living in them. And the uh, effect of the music really translates at that point. So we'd love to see you out on tour. Let's jump into some new ideas here for the podcast. All right, so there's a huge merch sale, 42% off of all items. Shop.touchdownsallday.com. Shop.touchdownsallday.com. Get all your Touchdowns All Day merch. And this episode is brought to you by the Think Tank Dubs live stream series. So, longtime Biscuit fan, 99 tour head, and reggae selector Scott McClintock as Think Tank Dubs hosts monthly live streams called The Basement Sessions that feature two full length DJ sets. The basement sessions are late night dance parties, often starting at midnight or immediately following the band's webcasts. So you can go there after you know you watch our couch tours or whatever we're doing live streaming wise. Then you go to Think Tank Dubs, and they mix reggae and biscuits and all sorts of cool stuff. Follow at Think Tank Dubs. 
on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube for updates, live shows. Uh, I follow them on Instagram. Uh, Linktree.com slash Think Tank Dubs has all their stuff on it. They are the sponsor of the podcast this weekend. So give them a follow and check out what they're doing. I love hearing people take our music and put it into different vibes and atmospheres. I feel like it should happen more with the Biscuits music than it actually does because the Biscuits music is just so jammy and, and housey and like it's to a click even. So why do people not take it and mix it in more with their stuff? They probably don't know that the band plays to a click a lot of the time. So when you go to a Biscuit show and you're like, how is this music so perfectly in time? It's because we are playing to, you know, metronomes and clicks and different things that allow us to mix seamlessly with the all the stuff that Aaron and Alan are doing with the sequencers and arpeggiators and all that interesting stuff. If you don't play to a click, though, you can't use any of those things. And we like using those things. And I think you guys like listening to them. So... That's Think Tank Dubs. Thanks for being the sponsor. This is John Barber Gutwillig. Who's in charge of this place right here? You're damn right. It's Think Tank Dubs. So let's talk about what's happened since we last mass communicated with you all. We played Jazz Fest, which uh, I loved Jazz Fest. I had a really great time. We ate some great food. I was DJing techno music in my hotel the whole time that we weren't playing our shows. Uh, we played... I feel like Jazz Fest was the last of the old Biscuit shows, and since then we've been on this new Biscuit tear, which kind of culminated in City Bisco, which was the end of, I think, seven songs, seven new songs in seven shows. And one of those songs is on the podcast today. So we're going to listen to One Chance to Save the World on the podcast today, which was the seventh of the seven new songs in a row. After that, we played Electric Forest, and we couldn't fly to Electric Forest. We were literally at the airport for seven hours trying to get on this plane. We sat on the tarmac for like four hours, and it's one of those little tiny flying to Michigan planes. So you can imagine, like, what are you doing on the tarmac for four hours? They just left us there. They just forgot about us. And then they drove us back to the gate, and they're like, hang out here for three hours. We'll get you another plane. And then they never got us another plane. So we ended up hopping in Mark's car. And driving all the way to Pittsburgh and then hopping in another vehicle with a driver and then driving all the way to Electric Forest. So it was a lot of vehicle driving and we got there. It was a lot of rest stops. We probably went to nine rest stops in, in 16 hours, which is a pretty good clip of, of middle America rest areas. They're all very similar. And um, you really got to work hard to avoid fattening up before the show at those rest stops because you can get puffy you can really get puffy if you're not you see a nathan's and you're like yeah yeah be good and you're kind of bored right so what else are you gonna do right have a hot dog and a soda and relax and just maybe make you feel happy but really you're gonna get puffy and and i think i avoided getting puffy on that trip and then we got to electric forest and we uh, we really had an incredible show at Electric Force. It was a huge crowd. It must have been 45,000 people. And we, again, played all the new songs, just one after another after another. And it really felt like, wow, this is uh, an amazing set of songs. You know, there's a lot of people in those crowds that, in the Electric Force type of crowd, that are, you know, real EDM kids. They're not jam band kids. And the EDM kids in my experience, have always seen the jam parts of the show and just looked at us with a little bit of puzzling, a little puzzlement, you know? Like, what? why are you doing this? Shouldn't you be doing a build-up right now? Like, they all have that look on their face, like, shouldn't you be doing a build-up and shouldn't you be doing a drop? You know, and where's the where's the, the mechanical robot bass that we love? And at that show... We were doing the new songs, which, you know, aren't robot-based, but they just seemed to go over really good with that crowd. There was the moment twist in the road where the whole front row of EDM kids who had been there for over an hour at that point and were loving it were just, they were like headbanging in the middle of that song, which is awesome to see. So E-Force was a huge success, and then we got to fly home, which was nice, and then we flew all the way back to High Sierra and had a really nice relaxing day or two. I went to the local high school and did some sprints in the sun when the high altitude was good. 
and uh, the show was just we decided to do the three hour show because we were doing the two hour straight throughs and it just seems better to me the set break to me I know the set break is like this classic thing that happens the dead did it like the set breaks are, are baked into what everybody does but perhaps the set break is you know they don't do it in in dance music you know there's a lot of forms of music where they don't do the set break. I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of like the idea of walking up on stage, getting into that mindset, and staying in it for the entire time. You know, there's the the Atlantic Falcons Super Bowl versus the Patriots a couple years ago where they were they were up by 100 points, and then they went into the halftime, and they got puffy, and then they came out of the halftime and got smoked in the second half and lost, right? So you can lose your focus during set break, and perhaps it's better to just go up there and do the longer set. I don't know. Weigh in. Let me know how you feel. Send us a tweet or a post or an Instagram at hashtag touchdowns all day. Do you like the set breaks? Do you want these longer sets that just play through? What are your thoughts on that? We want to know. We inquiring minds want to know. So that has been our basic vibe. A good friend, Alex Melanda, uh, sent a text to Crunk the other day. What's gotten into the biscuits lately? They are on fire. The High Sierra Marathon set was one of the best sets I've heard from anyone ever. Uh, thank you for that. That was really nice. It's definitely one of the best sets we've played at High Sierra. I feel like we play pretty well there usually because we like it there. It's a great festival. And uh, it's nice that everybody's all psyched about that. So thank you, Alex. This is Things Are Going Well. Um, another question was about the John Barber Live experience at the Ardmore Theater. Why didn't we name the band Uncle John's Band? Uh, that's a great idea. I mean, if we were a dead cover band, we would definitely name the band Uncle John's Band. For sure, right? I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't ever think I'm going to do the dead cover thing that everybody else is doing. I, I know we could do it. I, I definitely want to play Help Slip every once in a while. I just have this desire to play Help Slip just because it shreds a little bit. But I don't think the Biscuits are going to do like the one dead song a set thing or whatever everybody does um, or four dead songs a set, whatever everybody's doing. I get it that the dead music is amazing and that has to be passed down from generation to generation. Uh, I just don't know if we're the guys to pass it down. I think, you know, the best thing about the Biscuits is these creative moments that we're kind of in right now that we've been in a couple times in our career where there's a huge amount of just surprise and interesting stuff happening. I feel like that's the most important thing for us to do musically. And I feel like the John Barber Live Band will give me more opportunity to do that type of thing. It's a different group of guys. They play a little differently. It's Marlon B. Lewis, Lloyd Alexander, Matt Kepler, they have a little bit of a different vibe than the Biscuit guys, and it's a little bit of a different experience for me in that, you know, those guys live right by my house. We can hang out. We can play some music. It can be a little bit more impromptu, and I, I think I can have a lot of fun with it. So I think that's going to be the goal for that one. So, no, we're not going to name it Uncle John's Band and become a Grateful Dead cover band. But uh, I think I would be happy in a Grateful Dead type of thing. I think it would be fun for me. I really love all that music. So I'm kind of jealous a little bit of the of, of the musicians that, you know, get to play St. Stephen and they get to play, you know, just insert amid Ripple. I mean, insert Amazing Dead song here. You know, this it is a really incredible catalog. And uh, I just don't know if sitting around... Um, learning the dead songs is going to be my best use of time right now. Maybe in two years. Maybe in two years we'll readdress. All right, so call me in 2025 and we'll readdress. So as so we're talking about 2022. Let's talk about the upcoming shows. Uh, August 11th through 14th, okay? This is just 34 days away. The Catskill Mountain Jubilee with Dark Star, Carl Denson, New Deal, Charlie Tuna, Spaga, Marin Kitchen, Dr. Famous, DJ Logic. We will meet you all down at the Jubilee. Uh, maybe we talk about, like, last year at the Jubilee I played. 
Uh, we did some covers in a pretty dancey set, and it was really cool. I love the little stage there. We're going to play the big stage this year. That location is special. You guys want to go out to Catskill Mountain Jubilee because it's a special location. We need to do well there so that, I mean, I think the thing's going to do great. Um, but you want to be there for it because it's going to be awesome, and I hope to do shows there every single year because it's such a cool location. It's kind of old school, and it's a little bit, it's a little bit of the of the past co- coming at you a little bit but that's what i like about it it's a charming place with beautiful setups for stages and beautiful setups for camping and all that fun stuff it's gorgeous august 18th we are at the tcu amphitheater with umphreys mcgee in indianapolis so that's we're back on amphitheater tour with umphreys we're back to our two-hour sets and you know hopefully back to a lot of new material and fun stuff it's going to be wild August 2021, we're playing Caverns in Pelham, Tennessee with Umphreys McGee. That is, you know how much I love the Caverns in Pelham, Tennessee. I've said it a million times. I love these outdoor stages at the Caverns. It's my favorite new venue in the country right now. You know, up there with the Anthem in D.C. I love these venues. But the Caverns is outdoor, and that just is my favorite. August 26th, the Intersection, Grand Rapids, Michigan. August 27th, Sacred Rose Music Festival, SeatGeek Stadium Campus in Bridgeview, Illinois. August 28th, Riverfront Live in Cincinnati. September 8th, the Grand Opera House, Wilmington, Delaware. Um... September 9 and 10, the SNS stage at XL Live in Harrison, Harrisburg, PA. Okay, so that got booked. September 9th and 10th, Harrisburg, PA for all you locals. That's going to be a nice PA gig. September 23-24, Saranac Brewing Co. in Utica, New York. Also for all you locals up, up in upstate New York. We haven't gone up there in a minute, but you know we always do. We love upstate New York. October 27 through 30, the Spirit of Swanee Music Festival, Live Oak, Florida. So that's our Halloween show at the... Um, Swanee. That's going to be crazy. And then we also announced Transatlantic in Iceland. And that is, uh, you know, next year. So everyone's freaking out about that. I would highly recommend going to that just because it's so beautiful. And they're really doing a lot to make that a cool place to travel to. They have like a studio there. They have a a vineyard, all this kind of cool stuff. So we're going to go up there and hang out. Maybe, Maybe record for a couple days. Uh, we might be recording more of this space opera that we're doing, which is hush hush, don't tell anybody, right? So uh, we're working on this thing for y'all and trying to make y'all's disco biscuit listening experience as special as possible. Today we're going to listen to Who's in Charge from City Bisco. We're going to listen to Taurus, aka Rocket Ship, from High Sierra Music Festival, and we're going to listen to One Chance to Save the World, also from City Bisco. Special thanks again to our sponsor at Think Tank Dubs, the Disco Biscuit Organization, the T-Dad Street Team, Walshies Jones, Mink Sosas, and Davy Dreads, the Robot Savers Discord, Keith and Bilk and Plucky Fingers Podcast, Christian Cortez, Highland Merch, and of course, the Osiris Podcast Network. Let's hit it. We're mass communicating. We're mass
All right. We are back. Who's in charge? City Bisco. What is this song? Let's jump right in. All right, so I just want you guys to know that this song is our next Spotify release. Apple Music release. This is a YouTube release. This is our next release right here from our monthly releases. So we released Lakeshore Drive. We released Evolve. We released M1. And now we're releasing Who's in Charge. And Who's in Charge comes out July 15th. And this is just another song. We're going to be releasing and releasing and releasing. So we need you guys to go to Spotify, go to Apple Music, go to YouTube, follow, subscribe, link, thumbs up, do all the stuff. Because if we can continue to release like this, you guys get all this new music. You know what I mean? So it's in your best interest to hook band up with a little following. I know a lot of you have because we see the numbers. So it's just been crazy. We really appreciate all the support. And we're working hard for you all. So let's check out City Bisco, who's in charge right now. So if you can imagine this song... You know, who's in charge of this place, right? It's one group of people talking to another group of people, and there's a lot of mystery about what's going on. One group of people does not know who's in charge of this other group of people. And this is this music in the song that accompanies that moment.
mean, look, we go through all of that music really to get to this moment right here, which I feel like we could just sit in this moment for such a long time. Such a cool groove. A little vibey, vibey stuff going on. Feels good. You could dance. You know, that's what I love about these new songs is they have these little, they're all built from these type of moments. Little vocals.
that's who's in charge. People are loving this song. It's very dancey. We're rocking crowds with this stuff. There is a, uh, the funny thing about who's in charge is there was a, before the who's in charge part was written. Uh, so I was writing this song with Joey and Joey and I had this, I mean, I wrote this chorus. It's like, it's so bad. It was so bad. It was like specimens, baby hands. I lost you in another. It's so bad. Oh my God. I can't even repeat it, but we have this like joke now about it because obviously who's in charge which was already the name of the song before we decided to sing it uh we just like we wrote this specimens part and then we it was like really in the vibe of of what we we're going for and then we went out and got a piece of pizza and we came back and just deleted the whole like we literally worked on it we did harmonies we, we had like stacks of but we worked on it for like five hours and then we left, got a piece of pizza, came back, and just pressed delete on the whole thing, and then sang the who's in charge part, and then boom, we're done in 10 minutes. So it just shows you the artistic process. You know, sometimes you got to go out and have a piece of pizza, because you don't really know, like, when you're in it, you can't really judge it, because you just got to be in it and go for it, and really, like, get into it. Like, we really went for it. We had multiple harmony stacks, different parts, like... And then we went, came back, listened to it once, and we're like, oops, we should delete that. Oops. Oh, no. Oh, no. Don't, don't let anyone hear that. So I don't know why I'm telling you all this story, because... Magnet playing a little Beatles riff there. Um, you know, that's it. That's songwriting, you know? The songwriting is... is uh, it's shooting ar- blindfolded shooting arrows in the dark... And, and you, you know, you, you miss 100% of the arrows you don't shoot, or whatever the, the old saying is. Let's go to another plane of attack here. Okay, this is, this is from the High Sierra Music Festival. And this, this, I think they call this APOA, another plane of attack. I guess is what the, the crunk has here on the thing. So, hey, another plane of attack. Um... This is an interesting song. This is a really interesting song. I really like this one. And I haven't really gotten too many chances to listen to it because it was the first one we put out. And then we're immediately putting out other new songs. And I felt like this one was the most organized of the new bunch. So I had to focus on the other ones, you know, trimming the hedges and stuff like that. So this one is, you know, it is what it is in this version of High Sierra. I think we got around to, to really tightening it up. And I can't wait to hear this, like, tightened up version of it. Let's check it out.
decided while we were up here that we wanted to just play straight through the three hours for you.
back to that groovy pool right here. You know? This is good. We got this little... We can sit in this one for a while, too. A little shaker going on. Nice, interesting feel. Some vocals probably coming in. Maybe not. Who knows? You know? Just feeling good. In the huge field at High Sierra Music Fest. I mean, at High Sierra Music Fest, you are literally playing in a small football stadium. And... This might be like two hours into the show right here or something. I don't even remember. I think this was on the earlier side, maybe an hour into the show, if I remember correctly. I don't know. Swanky grooving right here. Let's just swanky groove out on this tune a little bit. That's like a requirement of all the new songs is that they have a swanky groove to them. Is the is the starting point, I think. Swanky groove plus vocals, and then you add the rest of it in after that. That's the new And yeah, that part right there, right? Now, that part was written over a different groove, frankly. And that song was written randomly. The rocket ship thing. Because I just live in this stuff, you know what I mean? There we go. And you know 
right, so let's do a little jam here, shall we? Right? We have this really weird song about saving the world with the weirdest, it's like the weirdest music mixed with really weird, like, sound choices. It's like no drum beat, a weird bell roads, a fully loaded guitar, and a dry P bass type of sound. It's a really weird sound in this song. And I think that, like, you know, when listening to it, when we listen to these songs on the podcast, we check this stuff out and we're like, okay, you know, we could, we can change that a little bit. Try and give this song more sustain. This song's a little bit too staccato for my liking. It's a little hip, you know? It could lay into something a little bit, add a little sustain somewhere, give it a little bit more of a groove. So look forward to those things happening to this song. You know, this was the last of seven. It was the, you know, the hardest one to put in uh, because it is the least normal of the bunch. And I really think it has the most potential. I love some of the vocal parts. I love the concept of it. I really love the essential groove of it. And we're working to put it together. You guys are along this ride with us. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably on the ride with us. And, you know, this one is going to come along and hopefully be, you know, I feel like it has like a house dog type of vibe to it almost, where it's like a kind of a massive groovy, very dark, could have a huge jam somewhere, uh, great vocal parts. So we'll see what happens here. You know, we'll see how this one goes. And I can't wait to, you know, to, to sauce this one up and play it different ways and try different stuff out. And over the next, you know, what, I just read off like 15, 20 shows earlier. So plenty of time to play this one and get it good. Very excited about it. Let's check it out. Let's see what we're doing now.
All right, there you go. Podcast episode 44 in the books. Hashtag touchdowns all day. Stay fresh. Stay in touch. Oh, a little break off here. There we go. We are the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast. Brought to you by Kunk Mike, myself, and the Osiris Podcast Network. Keith Billick, the Plucky Finger Podcast, Christian Cortez, RG3, Ryan X. Yes, yes, all Blackstein, Silky, Drew, Grancelli. We'll see you all fans at another time. Thank you so much for listening. And episode 45 going to come out real soon. We have uh, some Karina Reichman episodes, two Karina Reichman episodes coming up in the future because we have one pre-podcast, one post, uh, pre-pandemic, one post-pandemic. And uh, we have a bunch of other special stuff after that. So stay tuned, like, and subscribe. We'll see you at the next one. Mass communicate. Mass communicate. Mass communicate.